Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. We're glad you're here. I'm Kevin McDonald, your host for this grand adventure, and I thank you for joining us. You see, our mission is to create a positive, personal connection to all things with courage and love. We invite terrific guests, interesting topics, and great conversation, all in a fun, entertaining way. And we always manage to learn something, too. So I hope you will stay right where you are for this episode of Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to Positive Talk Radio. It is a beautiful day. I don't know. It's raining here where I live. <laughs> if you look back there, you'll see that uh, the Space Needle is here. So that must mean that I'm in Seattle or thereabouts. And, of course, it's it's been raining for, like, days, which it's which it happens here. But, but I've got a great guest for you today. I've got a great show, and I'm uh, looking forward to having a wonderful time. I had the opportunity of talking with her oh, for about 15 minutes uh, last week or so, and she is just a delightful human being. She's, she, 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 she reminds, you know, she actually even looks like, are, are you familiar with Lily Tomlin? And has anybody ever told you, by the way, we're talking with Dr. Rita Louise. Has anybody ever told you that you kind of look like uh, um, 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 Lily Tomlin? Uh, yeah, Lily Tomlin or Cher. I used to have like really big hair. So that was the other one. Um, and actually there was a picture that I saw on like Facebook or something. And I'm like, well, how did this person get a picture of me? You know, I had, to, and it was really old, you know, and I'm like, you know, cause if I recognized the suit and I'm kind of looking at it and I realized it was Lily Tomlin. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> like, oops. well, you know, it's, 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 there are worse. See, I have somebody who I have been compared to a lot. And I would rather be compared to Lily Tomlin than to Wilford Brimley. Uh, <laughs> you know who Wilford Brimley was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was the old gruff guy, that you know, the heavy set guy that was- Grandpa in, or whatever. Yeah, he was in Cocoon <laughs> um, and, and some in Cocoon 2 and, and stuff like that. But but he, he was a was, nice guy. He was a nice guy. And, uh, he, and then he did uh, diabetes commercials. And stuff, but uh, you know, it's great fun, and we're here with you because you are a medical intuitive, and you are also working to uh, you help people, and you do intuitive readings, and you do all of all of those sorts of things. So tell us about your work. What is it that you do? What is it that you love to do? And what's your passion? Okay, so um, that's kind of like a very broad question. Yeah, you know, you? so I work with people that have, you know, and I'm going to say health issues, and I'm going to use that in a very broad context. You know, so, you know, a bunch of my clients have physical issues going on, um, but then there's a whole other group that have other things going on in their lives that they want to get insights to. You know, so there's doing the health related stuff, and then there's just doing just straight intuitive work. You know, you have a, an interview coming up. You know, how do you think that's going to go? Not that I predict the future, but, you know, I can give them some insights into the person that's going to be interviewing them or how fast the company is looking to fill the position, you know, and, you know, not necessarily whether they're going to get it or not, you know, but um, give them some guidance on how they need to approach it as an example. Well, and see, you know, that's that's where... And I, I'm glad that you said that because a lot of, a lot of, okay, let me back up. Not a lot of, but there are some that are out there that can, that prof profess that they can tell your future. Well, you can't because of free will and uh, because you never know what all the dynamics that go into a particular de decision are going to come out as. So planning. Thank you for saying that <laughs> out loud. <laughs> Well, but you know, it's it's true. You cannot predict the future. You can give somebody um, a uh, an idea of what to expect and probabilities. So the, the probabilities of stuff and prepare for things, um, which is what which is if if you go to an intuitive and they and they say that no, you're going to get this job and you're going to be wealthy and 
<laughs> I went to Ryan. a psychic. I went Ryan. to a psychic. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a psychic one time and, and she said, uh, yep, you're going to live on an island and you're going to have um, a house that's, that's going to be a big house and it's going to have dignitaries in it. And there are people that are uh, going to be uh, calling your name and you're going to be very famous. Well, okay. I, can, I can tell you that didn't happen um, and stuff. But but it sounded good at the time. But at the same time, someone like you can help understand, as an example, what uh, what the company is like, what the culture is like, what the people that they're going to interview are like, and that's that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. so that that's good. And uh, and, uh, and and can I just interject one thing? You know, no, so uh, you can. Ah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, and I'll, I'll be honest, I've had, and I'm going to say a couple of what I would consider prophetic moments, you sure. know, um, you know, but I think everybody at some point in time has some kind of prophetic moment where it's like, there's something playing out and they just know this is how, this is what's going to happen. Right. You know, um, and not really understand. And I think you know, it's not something that you can just sit there and go, oh, well, I have a new client sitting in front of me, so I'm going to have all of these prophetic moments. You know, I think they are very isolated and, you know, not something that you can just decide you're going to have one. Correct. And, and a lot of times they come via a download. Now, I'm sure that, that you know, when we talk about, the concept of downloads, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know that you've had them in, mm-hmm. in, in your life that, that will tell you um, a, a download from your guides on the other side and the people that are looking out after you that will give you, uh, you know, a warning or a thought or, or a new direction or a way that you should go that, that you hadn't thought of before and that just kind of appears to you. Does that happen to you? So, I mean, I get downloads and usually that's information, informational downloads. And as I like to say, I have the peanut gallery, you know, and who's in the peanut gallery? I don't know. They kind of sit off to my right side. I call them the very best backseat psychics Um, because if I ask them a direct question, they don't say anything. But if I internalize a question about myself or, you know, like, or with relationship to a client, they're like, they always got something to say. And they're really funny and blunt. And it's just like, I can't say that that way. So, (laughs) so I'm going to like reframe it a little bit. So it just doesn't come out like that. Yeah. Well, well, they. I, I get the impression now. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I've got I've got my guides too that I that I talk to on a regular basis, and um, they. I I feel like I've got a bunch of them, and they're all conspiring to try and and make what I'm trying to do work and all that kind of stuff. But but do you find that that they are just they're they're funny, they're irreverent. And it's not like you think you think of an, uh, guys on the and, and gals on the other side or entities on the other side that they are spiritual and they are higher selves and they are, you know, mm-hmm. they, you know, I, I think they're as down to earth as we are and they they understand what we're going through. And so they're and but they're they're like they don't they don't take fools lightly and they have no time for foolishness. You know, but I think that. You know, they communicate in a way that you can hear, you know, so if you tend to be funny or straightforward, they'll communicate in that way. Um, So can I just tell a quick story because it'll make you laugh? Of course you can. So my late husband was a larger man and he was telling me, you know, how when he was in high school or whatever, that he was a lifeguard. And so, of course, you know, the peanut gallery has to come back with or and they put this image in my head of a buoy. You know, ding, ding, ding. And now I am laughing my ass off, but I didn't really feel it was appropriate to say it out loud. But I couldn't contain my laughter because it was so 
funny. So finally he worked it out, out of me. And I'm like, well, you know, they said, well, you know, now you're more like a buoy. And so then he started going ding, 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 you know? So yeah, they're totally irreverent, you know, and we'll just tell you stuff. And then you get two people that have funny guys and they get together and now they're freaking cracking jokes and <laughs> oh, that's 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 awesome. So, in in the core in the core group of your work, first of all, let's uh, let's talk about your website because you have a website which is called soulhealer.com and you go there. That's a beautiful website. You've done Thank you've you. done really well. Have you thought about doing this for other people? This would be really cool. Actually, I am starting to put together a new business of doing websites for people. And really what I'm focusing on are small businesses uh, that really need to have some kind of a web presence. But you go to some of these other web developers and it's like, <coughs> I was looking at one and it wasn't that big of a web page and they wanted like $8,000. You know, and I'm offering prices. If you just want a one page landing page, this is who I am. Here's my email, set it up so that you can find the person online. You know, I think what I have in there is like 500 bucks. And that includes a year of web hosting, you know. You know, and so it's for people that really don't want to deal with it, but feel the need to have that presence. Well, it's in, in this day and age, you virtually have to have a web presence. You can't, it's, it's like, you know, Google is now entered into our vocabulary as I'm going to Google that, meaning mm -hmm. I'm going to look that up. You can, and you, they don't sell telephone books anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you so you can't get a telephone. It, by the way, a telephone book is a book <laughs> that used to have numbers in it and names. So if you wanted to go find a plumber, you would go get your yellow pages See, there were white pages and there were yellow pages. And I'm talking to the younger crowd. Yeah, my... I gathered that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's like one time I was uh, driving with my 12-year-old uh, son. This, this, this is uh, about 15 years ago even. And, of course, you know, uh, when I grew up, you had uh, uh, pay phones at all the 7-Elevens and everywhere and stuff. And so we were going and my cell phone crapped out. And it was new technology, and it crapped out. And said, we had to find a payphone. And he said, a what? A payphone, you know, where you got a phone booth, and you get, he said, I've never seen one of those. So it, it was like things have changed. So you got you to gotta talk to people in terms of a, a phone book was a book that not only, it was really thick, so you could use it to put under your seat to raise yourself up, but mm -hmm. you can also find people's numbers. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. So you have to be online. I mean, and where I live, um, I would say the bulk of the businesses are not online. So if you want to find a restaurant, you have to look on Yellow Pages or Yelp or Facebook. And that's it. Really? Yeah. I live in Podunk, Texas. But, yeah, it's it's um, interesting, what? which is why I decided to go ahead and do this business and just really – you know, I mean, I will take business from anywhere around the world. You know, that's not an issue, you know, because it's all digital. But just to really fill that need of what they need here, which are, you know, small websites for website for your plumbing company or your restaurant or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Now, now what part of Texas are you in? So I live in East Texas. I live about 30 miles from Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, that's right. We talked about that before. That that your your first of all in in Texas uh, and Louisiana both they they're southern states, and uh, so a medical intuitive would be they would be like, so what did you say you do for a living? You're a medical what? And and they they're not they're not as as yeah I don't say that you no, know I, so I have a degree a PhD in natural health counseling which is why I do a lot of health work with people. Um, and so I do, you know, so I just tell people I do natural health counseling and then they still look at you weird and, uh, and they go, well, what's that? And it's like, well, you know, working with people with herbs and supplements and dietary things. And they're like, oh, oh, interesting. So, so you, you have a PhD, which would be a doctorate, which is mm -hmm. why we call you Dr. Rita. 
mm-hmm. and uh, in in natural nutrition. And now I I was looking at your website, and that's there as well, isn't it? Somewhere, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. Well, yeah, you know, and you talk a great deal about chakras and you talk about energy healing and which is one thing that I'm very interested in is is uh, the, the fact that we are all energetic beings in a physical body and and that we have energy all over the place and stuff like that. Uh, I wanted to ask you, I was talking to somebody yesterday who was saying the 5G, the 5G is very bad. It's, it's going to be a horrible thing. Do you concur with that uh, uh, opinion that, that there is negative energy out there that is being created by us that is having a physical negative effect on human beings? I mean, I have heard people speak about it. Actually, I heard people speak about it two years ago, you know, and how it like ran in with the you know what, that we shall remit, that shall remain nameless um, and in activating it. You know, and when I first heard about it, I was like, yeah, that's kind of out there stuff. But there's been more and more people talking about it. Um, I don't know. But, you know, they sit there and say, well, if you're in front of your computer or on your phone all the time, you're getting those EMF radiations. It interferes with your grounding. It interferes with how your energy body works. And so depending on what the frequencies are, I could see where there could be some kind of an issue with it creating an inharmonic in our body. You know, whether it will or whether it won't, I can't really make an opinion about that, but is there that possibility? I mean, as an example for the listeners, you know, you can sit there and listen to music, you know, and it can be very harmonic and flowing and then someone hits a sour key and it makes your body go, you know, and so what if the 5G is that, that sour key and now you're sitting in it all the time? I, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see how it affects your practice and, and the people that start to come to you if, if you've got uh, folks to come to you with energetic issues. And I know you do, mm-hmm. uh, but if, if that goes up and that kind of thing. Well, you know, and it's something to just kind of have in the back of your mind because people come to me with all kinds of (laughs) weird stuff. You know, sometimes it's normal stuff. Sometimes it's like really weird stuff, even for me. Um, You know, and and I guess it hasn't really been on my radar um, to look at that. I mean, I know that the energy on the planet um, where we've been the last couple of years has been beyond challenging. And people aren't grounding and people aren't releasing and they're being, they're stuck in a fear place. And just that, you know, it's creating trauma for everyone. You know, I was doing a presentation, uh, Thanksgiving-ish time, and I was talking about trauma, you know, and the effects of trauma on us, you know, and you watch the news and, you know, they'll sit there and go, you know, but the children. And it always is like, oh, you know, they're going to make it be about the children. And I know that sounds terrible. However, these days I'm like, you know, well, in the presentation, I'm like, but you know what? It is about the children now, you know, because if I'm afraid and the people I'm around afraid are afraid and they are pushing those fear beliefs on the child they are programming that child to come from a place of fear and anxiety, you know, and then when they grow up, that is part of their base programming, which is the definition of trauma, early childhood trauma. <laughs> well, and, and let's talk about that for a little bit, because we all have got a story that, that we tell ourselves about what had happened to us when we were kids and, and, and stuff like that. And it can, for some of us, it carries, some of us can get rid of it. And some of it, it carries through and affects us in a multitude of ways in our life as adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you're talking to somebody that has got the, a story that they keep telling, I have re- repeatedly told this story, but it's worth repeating again because my mother-in-law was adopted when she was, she was born in 1930. And, and I, for those of you that 
weren't born in 1930, it was a very different time if you were a 16-year-old girl and you were pregnant. Um, It was kept a secret. You were shipped off to a home, and then you had the baby, and then the baby would disappear because the home would sell the baby to somebody else, and then there wasn't necessarily paperwork and all. So anyway, it was a much different time. And um, she lived her whole life with the framework that she was um, adopted, and so her, her parents didn't love her, and so nobody loved her, and so she was unloved her entire life, and that was the story that she just kept repeating for her whole life, and she lived that way. And Mm -hmm. so her life was less than how do you when somebody comes to you with a story, do you help them try and figure out how to fix the story and and to reframe it to be Um, something else? Definitely, definitely. You know, and I'm going to add another little piece to that story. She also experienced primal abandonment because she was separated from her mother at birth that is in the baby's subconscious. They say the baby doesn't remember, but the baby's body remembers. Sure. You know, and then and then that's the foundation that your entire life is built off of, is what happens initially. That is your point of reference to everything else that happens in your life. You know, I was just, it, you just gave me an epiphany and it didn't yeah. even hurt. Um, <laughs> For those of you that don't know what an epiphany is, looking up. Um, but because, you know, that baby for nine months was used to a particular heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Particular and a voice. And voice and manner and, and, and all of that. And then when they are taken away from the mother, which is why when I, I'll never forget this. When my, when my children were born, I was in the room. And, uh, of course, they brought the baby up and the, the baby um, uh, to my wife's chest so that they could lie on her chest and, and, and because it comforted them mm-hmm. because they were used to that heartbeat. They were used to that, that energy that was around them. So you're ripping away a baby from the parent. And so they, they, they lose their reference point for a whole bunch of stuff, don't they? Mm-hmm. Even exactly. as an infant. That was the epiphany. That, that's amazing that. I never you know, thought of that before. And because, you know, there is no conscious recollection of that initial big trauma that that baby is experiencing now, you know, because it's not even like the baby got to lay on the mother's chest for a while. I'm sure back in those days, they took the baby, they put it in the thing, and it was gone. You know, right. so there wasn't ever even like five minutes of bonding that happens. It's like... Um, you know, that that baby is traumatized. And because there's no recollection, you know, how do you sit there and bring that to the surface and really heal it? I mean, it really takes a different kind of healing because it's very somatic. It's very much in the body because there's no memory. There's no, you know, you can't do, <laughs> you can't sit there and work on coping skills to fix something that you don't even remember. And, and, but at the same time, there is a feeling of loss that Mm -hmm. they can't even describe. Well, but it also could have been the root of nobody loves me. I mean, abandonment, you know, is nobody loves me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and she spent now her adopted family was, uh, they they were a little older, but they were well-to-do and they had a huge family. And unfortunately... She never bonded with them either. Mm-hmm. She, she didn't bond with, in her life, she really didn't bond with anybody. It was really a, a tragic situation. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was too bad. So, but that's, that is the uh, um, energetics of the thing. So, so you work with people's energies and you work with uh, their, their medical situations. How did, tell me about that. How does that all work for you? You know, so... One of the things that I believe is that, you know, and I'm being very generous here, you know, that 85% of health issues, there is some psycho-spiritual basis. You know, I throw neglect in to causes of illness. You know, you just don't take care of yourself, you know, which has its own separate set of psychological issues tied to it. Um, 
And so if somebody presents with, you know, and I, I like using gallbladder, that's one of my favorite ones to, to talk about. Um, you know, somebody comes and they're, you know, they want the, the doctor wants to remove their gallbladder and they want to get a second opinion and they want to know if there's anything that they can do. You know, and so in Chinese medicine, the Chinese are so freaking smart, you know, like ancient Chinese were so freaking smart. In Chinese medicine, the different organs have emotions tied to them, you know, and so the gallbladder, for example, is all about planning or the ability to plan. Now, if you think about it, planning is about moving forward, you know, not quite will or willpower, but it's part of that third chakra movement and I'm gonna take care of myself and this is what I wanna do. This is how I'm gonna use my energy. And so inevitably someone that has a gallbladder issue has a planning issue going on. Either they plan too much, you know, like they're over planners, they plan everything in advance. And many times it's like they plan it, but then they're, the thing they want to do gets sidetracked. You know, they're planning on going out with their girlfriend to the movies, but now the baby's sick, so they can't go out. So that's one aspect, you know, but everything, there's two sides to everything. So the other aspect, which I thought was interesting, is that there are some people that just can't plan. I mean, they, they just can't. And those are the ones that are interesting because it's not that they tried to plan and they were somehow traumatized. Because um, you can see that too, you know, you're with an abusive partner and they just kind of squash everything you try to plan, you know? And so I could see that. But there are people that never learned the skill of planning. And it's those people that I'll sit there and go, so I'll bet there's gallbladder disease in your family. And it's like, yeah, you know, my mom had her gallbladder taken out and my uncle had his gallbladder taken out and my sister had her gallbladder taken out because it is, you know, there's a certain level of programming that happens. And, and the, the different organs of the body are programmed different. What, by the way, what does, a, what does a gallbladder do? I have no idea. <laughs> so the liver and gallbladder work together. Okay. And so the liver, one, detoxes the body of stuff, smog, chemicals, the McDonald's you ate for lunch. And then the gallbladder, but it also produces something called bile, which is bile. And what bile does is it helps to break down fats in the body. And so what the gallbladder does is kind of like a sack. It's kind of like the bladder. I guess that's why they call it the gallbladder. And it just holds it. So if you eat something fatty, so you decide to go get some, you know, fried chicken, um, it releases this bile and it helps digest the fats in the digestive tract. And so... Um, yeah, that's what it does. Interesting. So, so you mentioned fried chicken. I bet you you get some great fried chicken down where you live. So where I live, there are, you know, and I might misquote this number, but I mean, it, there's only like 25,000 people that live in the city. So I'll just start with that number. But we have like seven fried chicken places, but we're getting a, not a church, a Chick-fil-A. They're going to be opening up Ooh. real soon. I'm like, Ooh. I don't like Chick-fil-A, but we're getting a Chick-fil-A and we have 14 donut places, 14, <laughs> you know, and I don't even know how many liquor stores. So those are like the top three in this town. Chicken. Yeah, it is. It is amazing what the American diet has done to us, that, that we are, we're really are a pretty unhealthy group of folks. When you when you look at the the fast food restaurants and the uh, fried chicken places and that kind of stuff, because it's it's a lot of fat, a lot of fat gets involved, mm -hmm. and a lot of sugar. You know, whether it's bread or whatever, um, you know, and that's why I put into the neglect category. You know, I can tell looking at someone's body if they like eat healthy, if they're okay. You know what I mean? 
Like they, they could clean it up, but in the big picture of the American diet, it's not that bad. And then there are people that their bodies are just so freaking toxic that it's like, <laughs> that's when I started asking questions like, yeah, so, you know, what did you eat today? It's like, well, I had Lucky Charms for breakfast. And it's like, oh God, it's starting off great. You know, but it's those people that tend to get sick because they're not giving their bodies anything good. They're not exercising. They're not, they're not doing anything for themselves, um, which makes your body not work. <laughs> well, it's, well, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, um, you know, when we talk about the South, I spent some time there because I, I worked for a company out of Arkansas and there's lots of gravies and there's lots of uh, uh, country gravy and biscuits and everybody know is known every, down there uh, country gravy is an art form and you are known for good country gravy and people will come from miles around to have your country gravy is it that way where you are or is it a little bit different than that well, I mean, there is that aspect. I don't eat gravy or that kind of, I'm allergic to milk. So that's just like not even on the list. Um, I mean, Texas is kind of the land of the chain thing, you know, so our chicken, we have church's chicken, we have Popeye's chicken, we have golden chicken, we have Kentucky fried chicken. Got KFC, of course. You know, and so it, um, you know, so getting like this mom pa type restaurant, you know, other than like Mexican or Chinese food is not really happening. You know, my criteria here is I want my food to come out hot. And then everything else comes after that, you know, and if it's not hot, then you already get a demerit because a lot of places will serve you cold food. Really? Yeah. And it's like, and I like my food hot. If I'm having hot food, I want it hot. Of course, it's, it's, it's supposed to be, and because it, because the problem with I used to be in the restaurant business. The problem with serving cold food it means that it's been hanging around after yeah. it's been cooked for a while. Yeah. And so if it's if it's piping hot, that's that's the it's brand new fresh, and that's that's the way it's supposed to be. So so well well good and. Uh, uh, by the way, we're talking with Dr. Rita Louise. Go to her website, which again is um, soulhealer.com. By the way, what'd you come up The name for your website is Soul Healer. How did you come up with the name? Um, I mean, I don't know exactly how I came up with it, um, you know, but. Somebody asked me, I'll say fairly recently, how did I end up with a one word domain? <laughs> and I was like, well, that's because I got the domain in 1996. And so, you know, there were a lot available at that point in time. Well, and I'm willing to bet that somebody would like to have that domain name. Well, I wish, you know, somebody would want to buy it. For, you know, I, when I was work, started working on this webpage business, um, I went online to see what was available. And so I looked at like websites online or website design and they wanted, don't, don't fall over. They wanted $50,000 for that domain. And I'm like, yeah, that's a little outside my budget. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but so, to, so you, it's called soulhealer.com. Mm -hmm. You can go there and find out all about what Dr. Dr. Rita does. But I'm curious to know, soul healer, how do you help someone's soul to heal? You know, so when I first got that domain, I was mostly doing uh, just straight readings, energy work. Um, I, I think I had just started back in school back at school to work on my naturopath degree and then finally my PhD. And, um, you know, when I got it originally, I felt like it was a name that I could grow into, you know, that when I got it originally, um, I couldn't fully own it. Um, 
you know, but I help people on body, mind and spirit levels. And so if you come with an issue, I can help you understand what is going on, you know, and one of the things that I really, so one of the things that I feel I really bring to the table that many people don't, eh, I'll go with that, um, is, you know, I help people to understand what their core beliefs are. You know, so as I'm poking around on their organ, the peanut gallery, since we already talked about them, will tell me a statement. You know, like, I feel invisible. You know, I feel this, I whatever. You know, so it's not like on the top. It takes it really deep down, and then we go and address that. You know, and sometimes there's more underneath. Um you know, so another very quick story. So I was working at a wellness expo doing sessions. And this woman that I knew from, you know, she was another exhibitor came and she said, you know, I want to get a reading and I want to talk about my weight. And I'm like, okay. Um, and so, you know, we started the session. And I'm like, okay, well, blah, 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 blah. She goes, no, that. I mean, because she was a practitioner. So she had been working on it. So I'm like, okay, flip the page. Let's go down to the next layer that's coming up. Blah, 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 blah. Already know that. Flip. Go down to the next layer. Blah, 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 blah. See, now I just cut down at the bottom. You know, I don't deal with this flipping stuff anymore. Um, blah, blah, blah. You know, so we're go through this like five or six times. And then I finally get to this place and I'm sitting at the table going... <clears throat> And she was like, what's going on? I said, what I'm getting from you is that you want to vomit, you know, and she just, and then she started crying. And so I'm like, okay, so what's going on? I mean, cause all I had was a visceral response. You know, there wasn't an image tied to it or an emotion particularly. She said when she was really young, um, she was overweight and her parents would force feed her fish in the wanting her to lose weight and and then i just looked at her and then you know like stuff just goes and you know it's totally true because it just slides out and i looked at her and i said well your inability to lose weight is because you're resisting taking that you know like every time you try to lose weight you just go into resistance mode and so you just can't because it brings up the internal memory that your parents are trying to force you to lose weight and you won't, you got your heels in the sand. You just won't. How does force feeding a child fish cause them to lose weight? I have no idea. I, you know, I wasn't even going to touch that one. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just here to report it, you know, <laughs> not make judgment about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Joe Friday, just the facts, man. That's all, mm -hmm. just the facts, and that, that that's 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 a terrible thing to do to a child. Well, you know, when you do this kind of work, in my opinion, you know, in order to be bring through the clearest material, is I have to take me and my judgments and my opinions and put them to the side and just allow what's going on with them to come through. I mean, there are some people that, you know, they got stuff going on and I'm just like, okay, I would never do that. Um, but that's, that's my judgment, you know, and I've gotten to the point where I can tell like, uh, you know, this is psychic Rita brain and this is Dr. Rita brain, you know, where it's more informational and there might be more judgment or I'm kind of looking at it from an outside perspective, not from an intuitive place. I got it. I got it. So, so um, because you are a PhD in, and a natu naturopath, is it, are there naturopaths in Texas? I, I, I don't know. There are some. There are some, not that many. They, most people don't really get it. Uh, no. and, um, and really, you know, most of my practice has been, uh, doing assessment work, assessment work and healing work and not doling out pills. I, I guess I never had the interest in having a practice where I was doing really functional medicine, where 
you would come to me once a month and we would put you on a protocol and we would adjust your supplements. It's like boring. I want, I want, I want to talk about the juice, you know, and even though I do make those recommendations, you know, and will make adjustments depending on what's going on with the person and whatever, you know, I'm not saying I won't do that, but that's not really the focus people really come to me for, and I'm going to say the diagnostic, the diagnostic and the healing end of it, whatever that, whatever that may be. So again, so for a personal story, if I can, if, if I may, you may. Thank you. <laughs> I have inflammation. I'm trying to watch my diet and trying to do uh, different things, but information ha- inflammation and arthritis g- runs in my family. My sister, who's five years older than me, has virtually the identical medical history that I have. We've both had both of our hips replaced. Now, she's five years older, so she's had a knee replaced. On to her second knee replacement. We've had multiple surgeries We've been, and, and stuff. What causes that to happen within, like, a family group? Is it genetics? Is it energetic? What, what is it? Um, wow, you know, and that's one of the things I love about doing this work is that everybody comes to the table with their own stories and um, their own stuff. You know, and I haven't really had anybody that has come that I can think of with arthritis, or it's not it's not jumping into my my foreground, my brain. Um, you know, usually inflammation is an indicator, and I'm kind of talking in a you know Louise Hay kind of way um, yeah. that there's something that you're irritated about. You know, and there's irritation that is manifesting in your body. Um, Another Louise Hay is if it's in joints, it usually has something to do with like moving forward, perhaps. Um, you know, especially awesome. in the knees and hips area, you know, because that's what propels you forward. Um, you know, my mom had back issues and she was going in for back surgery. And, you know, my feeling was is all they needed to do is kind of fake that they were doing the back surgery and like do a little incision and then sew her back up. Um, because, you know, in Louise Hayism, and it totally fit her, um, back issues are about not feeling supported. Aha. You know, and boy, you know, that makes it, I have to tell you, that makes a great deal of sense. It does make a lot of sense. You know, I have seen in people with knee issues so um, that sometimes they don't want to subjugate themselves. Now, I have seen that. I don't know what Louise Hay has to say. You know, they don't want to bow down or get down on their knees before someone, which I think is a very interesting dynamic or an interesting internalized belief that is manifesting in your body. Absolutely. No question. No question. If you're, if you can't, it's certainly you can't. If you've got knee problems, you can't be a Catholic, because in the, <laughs> as you know, in in the church, in the service of, if you haven't been to a Catholic church, let me tell you, that goes. You're up and then you're down on your knees, then you're back up and then you're back down on your knees. And they've even got these little uh, rails so that you can um, um, go on your knees on the rails and stuff, and they're padded and all that. You're padded. Stuff. Yeah, so they're very nice, but uh, but yeah, so but I can understand. There's a metaphor for every body part that's not functional, right? I mean, in Louise Hay's book, yeah, you know, but you know, I kind of put that on the surface, you know, and it's kind of, and that's why I say Louise Hayism because it's kind of a generality, you know. When I'm working with people, it gets sometimes gets extremely specific, you know, like you know that client's resistance to losing weight because she didn't want it forced on her you know i mean sometimes you know so you could have two people with the same health concern and come up with two very different core beliefs you know and my feeling is is i can give you supplements you know but so i don't know if this is too deep for your audience but i'm just going to go here and you tell me if i need to back up and explain you know, but there are the subtle bodies. And so if you take supplements, it will take the disease and move it back into the etheric body, which is kind of the blueprint of the physical body. 
But usually if you have a limiting belief or an emotional trauma, it's sitting in one of the other subtle bodies. And so unless you heal that as well, it's just going to sit there in the background waiting to come forward again. Ah, so you got to get to the root cause, basically. You have to get to the root cause. And so when I work with people, you know, we try to address both ends, dealing with what's going on physically, you know, so that you feel better. Feel better is good. We like that. And then addressing what the psycho-spiritual part is, so that they don't have to have it again. Well, exactly. You know, there's a, there's a uh, it's kind of a new disease that I didn't even know about, because when I was growing up, they never talked about anything like this. But, but there's that little green pill that uh, men take now, mm-hmm. that, because they've got, so what is, what would Louise? Sorry. That's all right. That's nice music for this for the Thank show. You. Um, what does Louise say about if you have ED? Um, what does that mean that you you don't like your wife that much anymore? So you're gonna laugh at me, but uh, I will not work with clients that have that issue. Ah, well, I can understand why. Well, do you want to know why? I knew. I was going to say I can understand why, but I really would like to know why. Because in order to do that kind of evaluation, even in my mind, I have to look at their junk. And I don't want to. I just don't want to. Now, if you have a prostate issue, it's one thing. You know what I mean? And it's a different, it's a health thing. And sometimes it's like some of the guys, their energy is just really kind of pervy. And so I just, I just don't go there. It's like, no, you need to find somebody else that's willing to like put their energy and attention there. I've always admired <laughs> a, a proctologist. I, because I can, I am going through medical school. I can't imagine somebody saying, yep, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be a butt doctor. That's what I'm going to do. And but how does a proctologist end up being a proctologist? I have no idea. I don't know. So. Don't know. In any event, by the way, we're talking with uh, uh, Dr. Rita Luiz, and you can go to her website, which is I uh, keep you know I have a good memory, but it's shot um, soulhealer.com, <laughs> and uh, and it's it's been great fun having you here. But I would like before we go. I would like you to do a favor for me. Okay. I would like you to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. I'll sit here and shut up. Anything that I would like for them to know. Okay. See, I hate when people ask me questions like this, and I'm not prepared. Um, That's why I ask questions well, like this. Well, you know, and our conversation was kind of general, so it's not – we don't even have – I don't even have, like, a summing up statement. Um you know, sum, I sum up about your work. What do you do? Okay. You know, and so as far as my work, you know, I help people find wholeness physically, emotionally, and spiritually, um, and help them uncover what's keeping them stuck in a pattern of unhealthiness. You know, so whether that is you're trying to recover from trauma or you find that you, you know, like one of my books, which I'm sure we will talk about down the road, the dysfunctional dance really talks about, um, you know, how people get into these dysfunctional relationships, you know, but people that tend to get in dysfunctional relationships, there's a pattern. They're constantly getting into this, you know, everybody they meet is toxic, you know, and that they get involved with. It's like, well, why is that happening? You know, and helping them kind of sort through what's going on in them that's keeping them from moving forward and living the happy life that they want. Or that they say that they want, but they keep on attracting the same guy in a different suit. That's my thing. (laughs) (laughs) As I tell people, been there, done that, got the t-shirt and wrote the book about it. (laughs) Well, you know, it's one of those things that just, sometimes it just happens. It's like, it's, I, I've had the same same issue with my uh, uh, podcasting career because I'll still I keep attracting people who say yes 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 I want to do that and then and then we start going and then 
it's always turned sideways. It, I, it's so sad. But uh, and, and it's a pattern that I've got going on that I don't quite know how to fix. But, well, maybe we need to talk offline. Hey, then there's a great <laughs> idea. So if you want to, if somebody wants to contact you, how do they do it? I mean, the best way is really to go to soulhealer.com um, and using the contact form. You know, if you just send me an email, what I have noticed over the years is that they tend to end up in my junk box. Or if you just write like, hi, in the subject line, I have a very heavy delete finger. <laughs> but if you use the contact form, it says, you know, like, message from this website, which means, oh, that's somebody that's trying to get a hold of me that is like trying to get a hold of me. And it's not just some spam stuff. Exactly. So, you know, and on that site, there literally are tons of articles. You can get my books, um, everything. Now, we haven't talked about your books. What well, next time, because we're coming to the end of our time today, but next time, I would like to have you on again. Would you come on? Would you come back? I would back? love it. I really enjoy this. Oh, good. I enjoy having you here, and, you, and you're you're a lot of fun. And, and so next time, we'll talk about your books, and, and we'll try and sell one or two, if that would Yay. be Yay. Yay. <laughs> that would be fun. And so but we've been talking with Dr. Rita Louise and go to soulhealer.com and find out all about her and then contact her and she can help you with what's going on with you. She's she's really is a marvelous lady. And I hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. So any last words before we go? No. Or as I would say on my show, it's like, be blessed. Oh, very good. Well, I got an ending. I got an actual end. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and I'll be right back. So stay tuned. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we got. See you next time. A mind dependent report.